Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, everybody. Uh, it's going to be December this week. What is going on? I feel like 2022 has been like this weird like time capsule year, I guess you could say, because I think back to a year ago and I was like, wow, that was so long ago. But at the same time, I'm like, holy cow, like that went by super fast like let me just put into perspective for you that this time last year um if you've been you know following me for um a year is i had to move uh from my first apartment in lindenhurst uh with nate that we lived in because the uh the landlord was moving back so we had to find a new apartment and so then we moved to this new apartment and now i'm moving out of it like i spent a whole year at this new apartment it's like I blinked and it was gone. And um, fresh update <laughs> on the moving process. So there's been a little bit of hiccups in the moving process back to Lindenhurst. Um, there's like getting a painter issue. So we're just waiting for the painter to finish painting. Uh, so he's going to be done Tuesday. So we're going to be moving in this coming weekend. So the apartment is literally in shambles. We are living in limbo. Most of my clothes are in bags. Everything is packed up and put away. <laughs> um, and it's kind of it's it's really i guess like ironic you would say but this coming weekend december 3rd and 4th literally is the weekend like the weekend we're moving out this year is the weekend we moved into this place last year which again like i said it's crazy to think about because like this year flew by like it's i just can't believe it's going to be 2023 i saw um i think it was a tiktok the other day and it was like in a month or it was not even that it was like in four weeks 2020 is gonna be three years ago and i was like what like i still think i'm 25 like i still feel like i'm 25 because that's um how old i was when the uh pandemic first hit and we went to quarantine and lockdown like i was 25 and now i'm 28 it's like huh what is life it's just it's crazy that I remember, I'm really going on tangent here, guys, so just stick with me. It's kind of nuts that I remember adults used to tell me like, oh my God, like once you're an adult, like life is going to fly by. And as a kid, like life seems to take forever, especially when you were in high school and you're like just dying to like get out of high school and move on with your life. Um, and like every day seemed like it mattered so much as, you know, being in high school. And then you're an adult and you're like, oh my God, they were right. Like time is flying by it really is so t guys we got we have four weeks left in 2022 so let's, let's take a moment here and pause while we're listening please don't pause if you're driving please keep driving but if we're just you know sitting and listening and doing a little work or things like that just pause for a second and think about how do you want the last four weeks of 2022 to be like really take a moment and pause and quickly think of like and envision what do you want these last four weeks to look like do you want to complete a project do you want to find a new job do you want to find um maybe a new house and move somewhere new do you want to work on self-care do you want to work on your communication with um your relationships in your life do you want to work on your mental health or your physical health like what are the things that you want to do within these last four weeks because that's all we got left of 2022 and it's not too late. Don't be thinking like, oh, well, the year's over. So, eh, you know, 22 was trash. It's going to end trash. No, no, no. You you don't have to wait. I don't know why we think this, but we, you don't have to wait until New Year's to set goals and intentions for the next year coming up. So maybe you can get a head start and really think about how do I want the last four weeks of this year to look like? And 
I've been kind of putting that into perspective because the moving in process to our new apartment in Lindenhurst has been quite the show. Um, we thought here that we were going to move in maybe like the weekend before um, Thanksgiving, like last weekend. Like I'm, I'm recording this right now, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Like we thought we we're going to move in like the 19th and 20th. So we were all like, me and they were really hyped for that. Um, and then hiccups kept happening with finding a painter, finding a cleaner, like all the things. And we were getting like really, really frustrated with it but i then started to think to myself what if instead of getting frustrated which we've already gotten frustrated so what if we just accepted what the situation is we're not moving in when we wanted to but we're still moving in to a nice apartment in a nice area a bigger apartment and kind of look at it that way like yeah it was a kind of a delayed start but instead of being frustrated with how it happened, oh, my Siri's going off. What did you find, Siri? <laughs> what did you find? She's not telling me. Anyways, um, I was in a really deep thought, Siri. Like, thanks a lot. Anywho, instead of being frustrated with my situation, I kind of realized I can't do anything about it. Like, we're waiting for the painter to finish painting. Like, there's literally, I have no control over the situation. And I just need to accept that we're moving in, you know, a couple weekends later than we thought, but we're still moving into this place. So again, if they're, that's kind of um, diving into what this episode is going to be about today is learning how to adapt to life. And it goes much deeper than that, please hold. <laughs> but that's um, summing it up in a nutshell. But yeah, definitely take time to look at these four weeks and how do you want to see them i don't want to be angry about moving into this apartment because it was late i want to end this last four weeks of this year being excited to move into this new apartment i'm looking at the excitement and no longer the frustration so if there's anything stressing you in your life right now how can we look at it and maybe turn it into less frustration more acceptance and maybe turning that acceptance into excitement or turning it out to opportunity, something like that. We're really going to, again, go into that with this um, episode today. And again, I want to share with you guys, thank you so much for the wonderful and amazing support. Thank you guys for leaving um, reviews on Apple Podcasts. I'm actually going to, let me bring it up on my phone. I'm going to read an Apple Podcast review. Let's go. Let's go to the pod. Okay. So here we go. Let me click on it. So the review is great show with relatable content by Strategy by Sasha. Five stars. Allie does such a great job of breaking down mindset. You can tell she has a teacher background and so appreciate that she gives books and resources to help with mindset growth. Great show. Thank you so much, Strategy by Sasha. That means a lot to me. I, I get it's so funny. I do listen to these <laughs> um, episodes back every Monday. You're like, so when it comes out on Monday, I'm listening to it with you guys because I always like to like see, you know, how I sound and you know, how the episode flows and things like that. And oh my God, guys, I listen to them like, wow, I sound like some episodes. I'm like, Allie, like, hey, what's up? But then there's some episodes where I'm like, oh, I use my teacher voice. I sure did. I use my teacher voice in that in that episode. But, you know, that means a lot to me because, again, that's why I started this podcast where I want to help and teach people what I've learned so far and be a guide and just, you know, be a resource and share what I've learned because I've gone through it and I want to help, you know, you guys go through it too. So leaving reviews means the world to me. So Strategy by Sasha, thank you so much for leaving me a five-star review. If you guys can take a moment, it would mean so much to me if you went on Apple Podcasts, left a five-star review. That way the podcast community can grow and, you know, we can find more of, you know, the Growth Mindset Gang and more people can have access to it. And listen, hey, I look at the stats. I've said this before. I know all y'all listening to Apple Podcasts. Not, there's, you know, Spotify is a close, meet, uh, close second here, but uh, you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts. So maybe you take a couple minutes just to open up the app you're already listening to and leave a five-star review. That's up to you, you know? But again, 
I would really appreciate it. And thank you so much for the amazing support and love of this community. And to kind of end off my little rant here in the beginning, my little intro, um, and we're about to dive into the next portion of the episode. Again, I'm here to share with you guys that I've created a mindset coaching program. And I am so excited to share with you guys, have this available to you guys. The link to apply for a free discovery call with me is always in the show notes. It's always linked also in my bio at The Growth Mindset Gal. So please make sure to go follow me on Instagram if you haven't already done so, where I share content that is basically here to help you (laughs) with your mindset, with reels, carousels, the podcast episodes, all those wonderful things. And I created this mindset coaching program to help you guys in your mindset journey to coach you through it because I've been through it and I understand how it goes and the ebbs and the flows and how to climb out of the valleys and stand tall on the peaks of the journey. And what the program entails is you work with me for three months. We have weekly or bi-weekly Zoom calls for about an hour. And in that hour, we dive deep in clarifying your goals. If you want to work on being indecisive, low self-worth, a fixed mindset, people-pleasing, imposter syndrome, I am here to help you gain clarity into becoming the person you want to be. And becoming the person you want to be starts off with how you perceive the world with your mindset. Along with those hour-long weekly or bi-weekly Zoom calls, we also have a Slack weekly or even daily check-in just to check in on how you're doing with the process. You sign up for me with three months, we work on it. And then if you want to keep going, that's completely up to you. If the three months is good for you, we leave it at three months. And I am here to help you. I want to be your coach and help guide you to create your most authentic self. And again, that all starts with your mindset. So if that feels aligned with you in any way, you can click the link in the show notes. You can sign up for a free discovery call with me. It's a free hour discovery call. And we hop in and see if this coaching program can work for you. All right, guys, let's head into the episode. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang, have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it, but I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing, right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. 
and you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone and they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm, your anxiety, and your stress. Because you guys know we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life. And talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's better com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy these services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. All right, friends. So I'm going to be referencing a book. Like I always do, I love my good self-development books. Um, For this episode, I'm going to be referencing the book Living Untethered Beyond the Human Predicament by Michael A. Singer. And I've been reading this book for the past like a couple of weeks. And I, it's an amazing ride. I'll tell you this, where Living Untethered Beyond the Human Predicament is definitely more about mindset within spirituality rather than um, self-development or a self-help book. This definitely dives more into the the spirituality side of your mindset. And it's all about humans learning the art of detachment. And I know like we hear the word detachment and we think it's like bad. We're like, you don't care about anything. You're not, you know, empathetic and you don't have any passions. Like, no, 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 no. That's that's not what detachment really is. And the reason the word detachment has such a negative connotation is because the human predicament that we create for ourselves, where us as humans, we're very complex beings, super duper complex. And we actually creates the complexities of life. Okay. So stick with me. I know that's, that's a lot to say. <laughs> stick with me here. So for example, okay, we as humans, we have a brain, right? And our brain takes in all of the information that we perceive in the world around us of our environment, our physical environment around us, right? And then we decide, our brain decides, how do we react to the physical environment around us? Okay? That is where our quote-unquote semi-control can be enhanced in our life. Now, the reason our brain does that is a very primal instinct of just pure survival, right? Our brain is here to protect us. Okay. And in our brain, we have a little bit of two parts where, and here's a little bit of the spirituality is we have our ego and we have our soul where our ego's goal is pure survival. And our soul's goal is to enjoy the human experience that we're here for. Right. So that's why we feel always that indecisiveness sometimes when things come up. And so when the world, our physical situation throws things at us, we have to decide how we're going to react to it. Now, that again comes from when we were first early humans, we were hunter gatherers, and we had to decide what's going to keep us alive and what keeps us safe, right? But again, we don't live like that anymore. But our part of our brain doesn't realize it yet, right? And what happens in our brain is we set up these expectations of what life should be like, okay, in our brain, okay? And when life does not 
show, right, when our physical environment does not show up as our expectations wanted it to, we get upset, we're let down, we're disappointed, we get stressed, right? We created that stress. And Michael A. Singer, I definitely summarized that. <laughs> um, but when I read that part in the book, I was like, hold on, wait a minute. That most of our struggles and stressors in our life, okay, come from the expectations that we created on how life should be, how we are perceiving of how our life should be. And when life does not turn up the way we expected it to be, then the suffering occurs. And then we get stuck in the suffering, okay? With the human brain, okay, when we go through suffering, okay, that suffering or that trauma stays within us. And it forms these mental patterns. It forms these mental stories, okay? So that's why, here's an example. Many of my friends and women always say, Love is just not in the cards for me. I can never find the right man. And so, because maybe because you were rejected, maybe you were in a toxic relationship, maybe you uh, have low self-esteem because of family trauma, right? The whole bunch of things could be it. And so because of that rejection, because of the toxic relationship, because of the low self-esteem from a poor childhood, your brain creates these mental patterns, okay? And it creates these stories. And those stories then show you and tell you how you should perceive the world around you, okay? And in life, there's going to be suffering. It's a fool's way of thinking to think you're never going to suffer in this lifetime. You are going to suffer in some way, shape, or form. Okay? It's all about how you perceive the suffering, how you grow with the suffering. Do you heal and grow from it or do you stay stuck in that pattern of the suffering? of the low self-worth, okay? And I'm reading this and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. We, I do it, us humans do it. It's human nature because we're trying to survive. So if you were rejected, right, you're gonna stay away from dating because that causes you pain. And so your ego's like, no, 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 we're not going to do that action anymore because it causes you pain and we don't want to go through that. We're trying to survive. So every time you go on a date, you start to self-sabotage and talk yourself out of it. Okay? Every time uh, you go on, you know, uh, a dating app, okay, you go through it and you're like, no one's ever going to swipe right on me. Why am I even bothering trying? I'm not going to put myself out there. It's going to be worth, it's going to be worthless. It's going to be dumb. That is the trauma pattern that your mind is holding onto. Let's say another example is, I even do this too, uh, with school and work that to this day, I still tell people, oh, I'm terrible at math. I hated math in school. I'm just not good at math. And I carry that story with me. So whenever math pops up in my life, I freak out and I don't want to do it. Like my brain's like, no, you're not good at math. You never were good at math. Give it to somebody else. You don't want to do this. But then I passed one of the, I passed the math CST um, teacher examination test, 
when I had to take it and it was seven through 12 math. So that's like trig y'all. That is trigonometry that I haven't done in years. I had to take it to gain uh, my special education license. And I I studied, but the whole time I was like, I'm not good at math. I'm not going to pass this. This is terrible. I was never good at math. But then I studied and I worked hard and I passed it. Because I was like, I can't accept this story. I need to pass this test. If I let the story fester, I'm not going to do well. We carry these stories with us. Here's another one. This is one of mine I always carried too. I do not have a nice body. And because I don't have a nice body, no man, okay, this is my own thoughts, no man is ever going to find me attractive. And I'm never going to, you know, have a boyfriend and I'm never going to get married because I'm not what's deemed as your typical beautiful woman. I said that through middle school. I said that through high school. I said that through college to myself. And I always had body image issues because that was the story I told myself in my head. And then all of a sudden I was in my 20s, you know, and you start realizing you're more than your body. You're worth more than what your body looks like. And I started to love myself and just live my life, not really worried about my body as much. And I took care of myself like I always did before. And then now Nate and I have been dating for almost four years and we live together. I don't tell myself that story anymore. Not because I have a boyfriend now. I stopped telling myself that story when I refused to let it have control of me anymore. And because I did not let that story grab a hold of me anymore, I then opened myself up to the opportunities that could lie ahead. When you get yourself stuck in these stories, you close yourself off to any opportunities of proving that story or that mental pattern wrong. Okay. And it's similar to if you set your life up for these expectations, you're only open to the one path, the one storyline here that only has that expectation. You're not open to the other possibilities that your life could go to. And so then when that expectation does not happen, we get stuck and we get upset and we get stressed and we stay there instead of looking around and seeing what other path can my life go? Where else can it go? So in the book, Living Untethered, it's a beautiful realization that life is going to happen whether you like it or not. How do you cope with that is you try your best to create your life, okay? Like don't just sit there and be like, oh, life is, it'll happen, it'll happen. It's okay to create a life, but don't get attached to that one story. Do not get attached to that one timeline you wanted to create. Because there's so many timelines that can happen in your life. There's so many paths and stories that you can go down that are just as good as the one you thought. And you can receive happiness and joy in all the other destinations as well, not just the only one that you picked. Once you realize that, you are then open to all the other paths that life can take you down. Okay. You are living this human experience. So you are meant to experience all of the realm of human emotions happiness, excitement, joy, love, 
passion, frustration, anger, sadness, worry, grief, hate. You're meant to feel that. But you have the power of what you do with those feelings. How you react to those feelings because of what life threw at you. And are you going to stay stuck there? If you had this expectation of life, where you were supposed to be at your age, but you're not really there, you're going to stay stuck in that disappointment that causes stress and will cause suffering. Or you can see what you've built in this life and be grateful for where you are, excited about where you're going and that you will do things and time will unravel when it's supposed to, not when you wanted it to. The beauty is acceptance. The beauty is I accept what is happening. How can I move past it? How can I grow from it? How can I learn from it? How can I see the opportunities from it? And I know you're, you might be thinking like, Allie, I mean, it's easier said than done. I agree with you. It is. Oh my gosh. It is so much easier said than done. <clears throat> like I'm here on my couch with you guys just chatting about, hey, life can throw you some hard curveballs, but you need to accept it and figure it out. Like, you know, it sounds way easier than it actually is. And it's a daily mental internal dialogue practice. There's so many times where things have been thrown at me and I want to go to the anger. I want to go to the disappointment. I want to go to the frustration. And I can go there, but I got to make sure I come back. And I coach myself and I say, Allie, you can be upset about this. Or Allie, yeah, that was a rough day. Or Allie... You can be mad about something, but how are we going to find a solution? How are we going to move past it? What's going to be the solution here? And learn how to let go of the control we think we have. That's the beauty, the acceptance and the surrendering that then falls into detachment of the human predicament that our brains make up these scenarios that this is what life is supposed to be. This is what life is supposed to look like, right? Like we always think, oh, well, this is how a relationship is supposed to be. This is how family is supposed to act. This is what, you know, a body is supposed to look like. This is what a 28 year old is supposed to be doing, right? We get those, those mental stories, those patterns those expectations. And when the expectations are not met, that is when the heavy energy and emotions such as anger, frustration, disappointment come in. And was I not blabbing about in the, in the intro about how fast life goes? I don't... When I was reading this book, I was coming to the realization, I don't want to waste my life worrying about what could have been. I don't want to waste my life staying attached to the what ifs and the could have beens or the if I did this different. It didn't happen. Because the living in the what ifs causes the anxiety. 
What if this doesn't work out? What if I'm not as good as I think I am? What if, you know, things don't turn out or don't work out the way I want? What if I did all of this for nothing? All right, what if you did? I kind of play that game with myself. I go, what if this doesn't work out? Okay, what what if it doesn't? What happens? Will you survive it? Yeah? Okay, let's keep it going. Because you if you can't stay stuck. You can't stay in this this matrix of what could have been. Because that's not what that's not what we're here to do. We're here to experience life. And if we are so consumed about our intrusive thoughts of, oh, I can't wear that because people will judge me. I remember I did that so much in my like middle school, high school, even college. I wore certain things and I did not wear certain things because I was afraid of what people were going to say about what I wore. And then I wore them. I finally found the courage to wear clothing that I want to wear. And guess what? No one cared. No one judged me. No one said anything. I created a mental pattern. I created a story that did not exist because it was my ego, because I was insecure of my body. And so my ego is like, well, if you're insecure of your body, that means it's not a good body. That means if you wear certain clothes, people are going to judge you and make fun of you for it. Completely created this in my head. And it was not true. And guess what? Even if it was true, who cares? That's the detachment. That's the acceptance. Who cares? Are you do some are you doing something that makes you happy? Do it. You're wearing something that makes you happy? Wear it. Okay. You are doing a fun, creative activity that makes you smile, do it. We are so attached to the societal norms. We're so attached to these made-up timelines. We're so attached to this identity. That's another big thing that Living Untethered created um, in the book. Not created. um, Well, I read it in the book, I guess. Whatever. Whatever words I was trying to say brought up in the book is that we get so attached to the identity that we create for ourselves, that we can't change our identity. Or the fact that we create an identity keeps us stuck. And so when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh. We think when we're young, like that's the whole thing is creating our identity. Who are we? Now there's a difference. There's a difference of identity and who we are. That may make no sense, and that's fine. But who we are is within our actions, right? That's who we are. This identity is created by the ego. So let me backtrack. Who we are is our soul, and how we show that is in our actions, how we carry ourselves, how we respond to life and people. Identity is created by the ego. And the ego creates this identity to keep us safe. Here's your identity. This is what you like. This is what you don't like. This is who you are. And you stay here. If you want to change that, that could be dangerous because people can judge you for changing your identity. So then you're stuck in that identity. And then everything you do revolves around this identity that your brain created. Keeps you stuck keeps you stuck in one spot where I remember like my identity used to be, you know, um, even before I was a teacher, I was like, I'm an athlete. I always played sports and I, I was always so afraid. Well, who am I going to be when I'm done with college sports? Like what? I'm not going to be a volleyball player anymore. And I've been a volleyball player for so long. That was so entrenched in my identity as being an athlete or another big part was being like a good student. I was always like the scholar athlete. Well, if I fail a test, if I get bad grades, then my identity is threatened as the good student, which caused an anxiety because the anxiety is created by the attachment I had to that identity. The 
I guess, melancholy upsetness of no longer being an athlete was attached to the identity I created. Then a new identity popped up, being a teacher. That's That became a huge part of my identity. I am a teacher. So if I had a bad day with teaching, my whole identity then becomes questioned. I get upset because I'm attached to the identity of being a teacher. If I have a bad day at work, that means I'm not a good teacher. What? And then all of a sudden, you start to realize, wait a minute. I'm more than that. I'm more than an athlete. I'm more than a good student. I'm more than a teacher. I'm so many things because I'm a complex human being. I'm so much more than that. I bring so much more to the table than what my identity says. It's a beautiful thing because when you detach yourself from the expectations that you set up for yourself and the expectations of others and the expectations of your identity, you realize that you are finally free. You're free to do what you want. You are then open to other creative outlets. You then are open to doing other things that you wouldn't even dream of because you were trapped by your identity. For example, I was like, I'm a teacher. Why would I create a podcast? Like, I'm not like um, an influencer. I'm not, like when I was listening to podcasts and I was like, oh, like I kind of want to make one. In my head, I was like, well, that's not in your identity handbook, ma'am. Right? Think about this. What your ego is. That's not who you are. Podcasts are for influencers and like, you know, celebrities and like maybe people that have things to say that maybe, you know, they're doctors or they've been experienced or they're therapists and like things like that that have like the credibility, right? Of, do, of podcasts or they're like CEOs of businesses and they have like a podcast. You're just a teacher. Why would, you, why would anyone listen to a podcast about a teacher? Because again, that's my identity. My identity was I am a teacher. Anything beyond the walls of a teacher, that's a, that's a threat. And I'm so glad. I did not listen to my ego. I'm so glad that I listened to my soul and my soul was telling me, or like my intuition, if you will, right, was saying, create this podcast because you are a teacher, yes, but deep, deep, deep down, your service is being a guide and helping people. So do you see the difference between a purpose, a soul's purpose, a soul's service, and your identity? There's a difference because your identity sometimes gets entrenched and tangled in what quote unquote your purpose is, where everyone's like, oh, you're a teacher, like you're meant to be a teacher, that's your purpose. Maybe it's not my purpose, maybe it's part of it. But my purpose is to be a guide and serve others and help them learn things. And there's many different realms that a guide could be besides just a teacher. Now, again, I love being a teacher. It's not just being a teacher, right? But don't get stuck in the identity. It's really important to sit down with yourself and be like, okay, you you are so you have so many different spheres of knowledge so many and it's okay to have multiple different spheres of interest where we're taught that we're always asked what do you want to be when you grow up and it's just the one answer you can't be more than one thing you can either you know people say a doctor that's it you're now a doctor. That's your your whole entire identity. You can't be into anything else besides being a doctor. Oh, you want to be, um, let's see, a CEO of a business? You want to run your own business? Okay. So now your identity is entrepreneur. That's it. Nothing else. And you get stuck there. The real beauty of enjoying and observing the human experience that we're all experiencing 
is the detachment where it's kind of like you can love and admire from afar and enjoy it, but don't get attached to it. Because when you get attached to it, then you no longer have the control. The attachment has the control. And then the attachment leads to expectations, which leads to disappointment and stress when said expectation is not met. And I think that's why a lot of us feel, I remember I, I, I saw a TikTok video. I saw a TikTok video and it was like, you know, kids from the 90s and early 2000s, right? Us millennials. Um, Remember when we were kids and like the the world seemed more colorful and happy and, you know, um, just love and light. Like it felt very light and it didn't feel heavy because as kids, we didn't have expectations. We just, we just pulled up, you know, and we just, we just en enjoyed life. We didn't really have any attachments besides maybe our favorite toy as a kid and obviously our family because they're our caregivers. But in the grand scheme of things. We had no. We had no expectations. And now we're adults and we're like, what happened to that feeling of enjoying life and being in the moment, right? And just loving the present moment that you're, you know, maybe enjoying the people that you were with, maybe enjoying the scenery that you're around, maybe enjoying the music that you're listening to and just enjoying the moment. Not having any expectations of how something is supposed to go. And now we're sitting here and we're like, I did all the Thing I was saying when I was reading this book, this is what I thought of too when I read that part of the book of like expectations and everything. I did everything right. Like I did, I had the good grades. I went to a good college. I have a good job. I did all the things I was expected to do. And I was taught that the expectation is if you do these right things, you will be happy and live a good life. And I did all the right things that I was supposed to do as an expectation of life. And I wasn't happy. And so then, because the expectation was to be happy, then I wasn't. So then what happens, guys? Disappointment and stress happens because I expected my life to look different based on what I did. I had these expectations of what my life was supposed to look like. And then when it didn't turn out that way, I became upset because I was taught this expectation. Think about that. How many times when we go on social media these days, everyone is talking about how unhappy they are. Because guess what? We were all spoon fed the same mental pattern, the same story of if you are a good kid and you get good grades and you go to a good college and you do well and you behave and you listen and you're obedient and you then you get a good job and you're a good employee, you're gonna live a good life and be happy. But now we're sitting here listening to podcasts and realizing, oh, we set ourselves up for failure, when you set such expectations, you set yourself up for failure when you set these types of expectations. Now, granted, it's good to have expectations, right? Expectations of how to be treated, expectations of how to treat others, right? Little things like that. But 
the detrimental expectations of how life is supposed to be, how your partner is supposed to be, how your job is supposed to be. That's where we get in trouble. That's where we find the resentment, the burnout, the exhaustion, the anxiety, the stress. Because we're not adapting to life. We, never, we were never taught on how to adapt to life. We were taught, this is what you do if you want to have a good life. We were never taught if, if you have a bad day, this is what you should do. If you have a bad day at work, this is what you should do. If you are rejected by someone, this is what you should do. If you don't get the job that you really wanted, this is how you cope with it. Now we're getting better at that realm of coping skills. But man, we were really set up for failure. That's why we have Sunday scaries. Right? Like what? Why are we why are we dreading the work week? Because Listen closely. You have Sunday scaries because you attached yourself to the mental story of work is stressful and you hate it there, which causes the disappointment and the stress. You're setting yourself up for failure if you're if you have the Sunday scaries because you're afraid of the stressful work week. That is a mental story and a mental expectation of the week. You could have a fantastic week. You don't even know it. But guess what? You're not going to pay attention to the good and the opportunity that life may throw at you because you're too consumed by the negative expectation you're setting up for yourself. Think about it. Now, I low-key had a little bit of... Not even Sunday scaries, but it was, you know, we had Thanksgiving break, so we had a nice 40 weekend. And I was like, oh, I got to go back to work tomorrow. But it's not even going to work. It's more just like the waking up early portion of it. But I'm like, you know what? Let's just enjoy Sunday. Instead of getting caught up in the mental story of, oh, I got to wake up early tomorrow. Oh, I got to set up everything the night before, like my coffee, my lunch, my breakfast, and I got to find an outfit and blah, 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 blah. I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to enjoy the Sunday. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to watch some shows. I'm going to record a podcast. I'm going to cook some nice dinner for myself. And I'm going to enjoy the Sunday. That, that's the acceptance of it's Sunday. I'm, I have work tomorrow. I am fully accepting that my break is over and it is Sunday and I got to get ready for the week. But let me just enjoy the Sunday. It's not bad that work's coming tomorrow. It's not this evil, scary thing coming for me. No, I am detaching myself from the Sunday scaries. That is a story I'm telling myself. That is a story set up by social media. I'm not, I am not giving in to the disappointment. I'm going to accept this, that it's Sunday and move on and accept and just have a nice day. And life, it's, it's going to throw some hard, excuse my language, it's going to throw some hard shit at you. It, it is, it is is because i don't want you to listen to this and be like well Allie, you know i've gone through this no i get it i no i get it i mean shoot within the past four years life has thrown shit at me it is i lost both my maternal grandparents we've gone through a pandemic my job was wild because of the pandemic. I questioned, you know, my sanity. I had a lot of anxiety. I had to go to therapy because of it. Okay. I questioned my happiness 
in my job that I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life and be happy. And I was questioning my dream job that I always wanted. That was an identity crisis right there. I'll tell you that. And I've had ups and downs in my relationship. I had to forcefully leave my apartment and find a new one last year. I mean, life was really has thrown some some crazy things at me. Now, I know that life could be worse. I wholeheartedly agree. Life could be worse. And, you know, the thing is, though, I had to cope with a lot of changes. I mean, losing my mother's mom and dad so my grandma and grandpa who I love dearly completely shifted the whole entire family dynamic and I had to adjust to you know my mom changing forever I had to adjust my role in my family like I'm the youngest but now maybe I need to shift the role into being the rock of the family because of that situation I had to really think about what I wanted in life because my job was draining me and sucking the life out of me. I had to question literally everything when the pandemic happened because as a historian, I never thought I would be going through a global pandemic. And I realized that my anxiety was so bad, it was ruining my life and I had to do something about it. And I had to realize how relationships work in order to create a happy and healthy one. I still have to do a lot of journeying with my body image to this day. So I've had to really grow within, talk about a Saturn's return, people. I had to really grow and reanalyze and reevaluate my life from it all started i think when i was about 24 25 is when shit started to hit the fan in my own life personally from my own perspective and so and it was shocking because i attached my life to well i'm a good person bad things shouldn't happen to me You ever think that to yourself when something bad happens? You're like, but I'm a good person. Bad things shouldn't happen to me. I'm a hard worker. This shouldn't happen to me. I'm a good employee. I'm a good daughter. I'm a good friend. I'm a good girlfriend. This this shouldn't happen to me. Mm. No, no, no. That's an identity. That's an attachment. I'm this, so this shouldn't happen to me. Life doesn't care what you expected it to be. It's just going to be. It's just going to be. And so what you need to learn and do is detach and absorb life and then be like, how do I get past it? How do I learn? How do I grow from it? That's the only way that you keep going in this life. It's the only way because If you decide to condemn yourself to the attachment, you are forever going to stay in that zone forever, forever. And you will not be able to experience all of life for what it is if you stay stuck in the expectation of that mental pattern and the attachment. And it's going to be hard. There's going to be a lot of tears. There's going to be a lot of questioning. There's going to be a lot of just like reprogramming. And that's okay. It's okay to reprogram. It's okay to want different things than what you thought. It's okay to change your life. You're still a good person. (laughs) Everything's going to be okay. If you change your mind about things, if you change your mind about your job, if you change your mind about where you want to live, if you change your mind about your relationship with your family, if you change your mind about your relationship with your significant other, if you change your mind about the friends you have in your life, 
it's okay. You're allowed to change. That's literally the whole point of the human experience is to experience this life and adapt and change and grow. You're not supposed to be the same person you were when you were 20. You're not. Because Earth is a school, guys, and it's all about learning and evolving and growing. Okay. So if any of this interest you or feels aligned with you, I highly recommend getting the book, and I'm going to link it in the show notes, Living Untethered Beyond the Human Predicament by Michael A. Singer. He goes into way more different topics about detachment and how we perceive the world and our brain and our heart and our soul and our ego. There's so many things, and it's just like a juicy, great book about mindset and spirituality, and I love it. I'm like, I want to say 75% um, through it. And I highly recommend it's really nice read and it's a beautiful way to see and experience and perceive the life in front of you. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would mean the world to me if you shared this with a friend, if you shared it on your story and tagged me in it. Please make sure to follow me on Spotify, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye! Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.